good. I'm good. Do you have your shit now? Okay. Um, Say that you can eat more tacos than Brock Lesnar. God. <laughs> that was so funny. You should have said that. I'm going back to it. It's not that funny. Um, oh, I have, a, I, have a, I have a new one. Okay, go. Alright everyone, welcome back to another episode of Los Ringovernables Podcast. This is Roberto, and I just saw on Twitter that PETA is trying to get the WWE to have the Lucha House Party stop murdering so many pinatas. Hey everyone, I'm Drew, and I'm looking forward to see Tanahashi win the Air Guitar Olympics this year. Um, Because he does it better than Kyle O'Reilly. Fuck you. Also, (laughs) I'm Bryson, and I've got better calves than Bully Ray. Dude. Those are fighting words for Bully Ray, dude. Best calves in the business. <laughs> Alright, so this episode, we're going to change the format up a little bit going forward. We're not going to cover the news every week. We're just going to mention a couple things that might stand out. Like today, we're going to talk about some stuff that's been going on on Twitter lately. Um, and then we're going to talk about, we're going to start a series where we're going to be talking about Bullet Club. Um, we're going to start with the first part, where the origins, and probably lead up to somewhere around AJ Styles. We're not sure. We'll see how far we get, and we'll try not to make this episode super long. Um, and then from there, we're going to start doing, once a week, we're going to start doing what we're into. It could be anything that we're into, anything we want to plug, anything we think is cool. Um, but yeah, so starting off with some Twitter news, ACH is no longer a wrestler. <laughs> Dude, you got big he, mad. He, he wild got out. big mad <laughs> over just people just trolling. Do any of you guys want to read it, pull up the tweet? Yeah. I'll uh, it off. Yeah, he, um, so basically what happened is yesterday someone tweeted him in Spanish and they were asking him some questions. He didn't realize that Twitter has a fucking translate feature because we are in the year of our Lord, 2019. Um, and there's not just one language spoken. And he <laughs> quoted the tweet and he said, I can't remember the name of the song, but it's a Selena, Selena song. Biddy, biddy, boom, boom. Yeah, so he said that and said, like, what are you talking about? Or something dumb. And so everyone on Twitter was like, you resigned from the WWE because of racism. And you just pulled some racist shit. And like, that's a shitty thing to say, especially <laughs> if you want to act like you're this big social justice warrior. Yeah. So um, about probably 7 a.m. this morning or something weird. He tweeted. Do you have a tweet, Birdo? Yes, I do. I have it right here. He said, and I quote, I hate pro wrestling. I hate you shitty fans that think you know it all. More importantly, I hate the snakes in this industry. None of y'all would never say anything about me to me. All of y'all can go screw yourselves. I'm canceling my shows and I'm quitting pro wrestling. So he's going to probably... Oh, wait. No. And then he replied to his own tweet right after... Yeah. Um, and he said, chasing my dream was great, but you self-entitled pricks ruined everything. I'm out. Trump 2020. So, <laughs> so at this point, I've got to pretty much say, fuck ACH. He's a cancer at this point. Yeah, like, I appreciate him. Like, I was stoked about him, like, calling that out. And, like, yeah, that shit was super cool. Originally. Like, he did a great job, and, like, honestly, that's fucking sick, because that shirt was really shitty. Yeah, that shirt was super shitty. Super shitty, and I appreciate that he stood up to the WWE, and he made enough noise to get released, because otherwise, I think if he hadn't been as vocal on Twitter as he was, he would not have been released, and he would have sat out his contract. Oh, absolutely, but then he turns around and does some clown shit, like calling Jay Lethal what he did. Exactly. Saying some fucking ignorant shit about he did. He did shit. say a story about how Jay Lethal and him had a confrontation at one point because Jay Lethal that didn't like. Doesn't him. make it any better. Yeah, but I'm just saying like that. And he also said in another tweet, he said like where he's from. That's not 
that's not that meaning that way, but it's still a shitty. I mean, that's that. I mean, that's like saying that. Oh, I was raised in the south with black people, so I can say the N word as a white person. No, it means yeah, because it means something different here. No, that's yeah. all bullshit. That's yeah, complete, that's yeah. But um, he's he spent too much time on Twitter. That's yeah. the issue. Like he tweeted too much, and he should have. He went through. He was taking tips from Uncle Meltz and responding to every single reply that he got. Well, like some guy, he, he responded to that tweet. Everything. Yeah. Well, he yeah. responded. Some guy responded to that tweet that ACH said. And he was like, "Man, I really wish you would get rid of your social media presence and just focus on being the best wrestler in the world." He was like, "That's what I want for you." And that's yeah, really, like right now he's like, I saw like some shit where ACH. Yeah. I saw some shit where he's like laughing at Leo Rush. Yeah, he said he wants to fight Leo Rush. He, he said he, no because because Akira Tozawa tweeted. He just tweeted at like Leo Rush is super. And yeah. then, and then ACH quote tweeted it. Put like two rows of laughing faces. He put he's like a buck fifty. I'm a giant to him, but he's dope. Yeah, like that's such an unnecessary like, comment. Was yeah. he like drunk? Is he like on? Is he I, doing he's something? no, but then like somebody replied and he's like, "What is this tweet?" Yeah, and then he replied back saying, "Me putting him over, but yet claiming my case of me being the best in the world." What a fucking dork! Like, so what kind of he's work like, tweet is that if he's not even part of the WWE? It's just like backhanded. Yeah. It's just like backhanded compliments. It's That's like, yeah, you're shit. cool, but yeah, yeah, you're cool, but no, what um, a fucking dork, dude! I'm over ACH. I don't want to talk about him anymore. Yeah. He's dumb. Speaking of people who stuck it to the man, Biff fucking Busick just signed a multi-year deal after talking so much shit to <laughs> Triple H, and that's fucking shit. Sick. That's so sick. Shout out Oni. Shout out his fucking super I really hope he, he went back. He went back to Oni Lorcan. Yeah. Oh, he did? Oh, yeah. fuck. I wish he would have stayed as Biff. I really wish he would have stayed as Biff Busick, too, but he's so should sick. I, should I read it? Dude. Should I read his tweet? Yes. Well, you in read all it caps. in his voice. Read it in, in all his all voice. Yeah. You have to read it in all with, caps. With your index finger extending super far up. Not throw, it up. throw it up. Uh, yeah, throw it up. It, unfortunately, there's not a camera at in the Star room. Star Destroyer. Yeah, at underscore Star Destroyer. Uh, I currently have my finger pointed to the sky. Throw it up. Um, I'm going to throw my eyebrows, and uh, I'm going to basically yell this out as somewhat loud, but not super loud, because this is caps. Caps. Ready? Caps talk. <laughs> I'm pleased to announce that I have agreed to a new multi-year contract agreement with World Wrestling Entertainment. May the wrestling gods have mercy on your souls. Throw one up. That is how uh, Birdo cuts his promos. <laughs> orny. Oh, orny. Orny. <laughs> orny Lorkin. I'm feeling orny right now. Dude. Orny tweeted at me orny. one time, so we're basically best friends at this point. So God. shout out to you, Orny. You are the best homeless dad in the world. Yes. Um, he doesn't really have a Boston accent, which I realized too. Yeah, oh, really. sick. Um, shout out Oni. Shout out Oni. Um, also, uh, Carl Anderson tweeted about getting the fucking uh, Good Brothers podcast started up again. Yeah, and quoted Talking Shaw. Quoted Eastside. And quoted like, Eastside of the shop. Genuine Wrestle Boys. Um, <laughs> but so fuck them. Fuck them. Yeah, but fuck them. We'll but see support in, them as well. We'll see you in the fucking cage, cowards. We'll see you guys wrestle many weekends, you punk ass bitches. Seriously, dude, get ready for a fucking stunner. <laughs> I'm gonna eat your asses so hard. <laughs> dude, I'm gonna come in with a fucking swanton bomb that butt, dude. <laughs> I'm gonna fucking Joey Ryan dick flip all y'all. Um. Oh, New Day started a podcast also. I didn't that listen to it. I don't sucks. care. I liked it, honestly. I didn't like it. Really? I did. Because they, they they basically made fun of Vince yeah. without making fun of Vince. Does it sound as fucking bad as Corey Graves' podcast? No, not at all. No, Corey, Corey Graves' audio is like, quality is fucking Corey Graves terrible. is like a dork that wants to be fucking DIY, but is really yeah. shitty at it because he's so out of tune and right-wing that he's yeah. a fucking dumb dick bag of dicks. We're breaking the third wall here. So we record on one microphone for this podcast. <laughs> 
in my opinion, our podcast sounds, the sound quality is better than the fucking WWE's podcast. Agreed. Shithead Corey Graves. Fuck Corey Graves. We love you, Mario. All right. Yeah. And no, no. He he. Uh, in his most recent podcast, he apologized. Yeah, it was like his apology. It was dude. like his like. Oh my gosh, that apology was so just like. Well, not genuine. He's it a was dork, just, dude. If it happens like, multiple times, you can't just keep saying sorry for being a yeah. shit. No, he was uh, like, oh, uh, yeah, so, you know, sometimes I, I like to tweet out that, you know, I like to ruffle feathers. Yeah, well, like. But, you know, so, uh, sometimes when I tweet, you know, I don't look in the, into, you know, certain situations. And yeah, how, nothing says. How it makes my coworkers feel. Nothing you know, says ruffling feathers like fucking saying bullshit about somebody who has a mental fucking. Mental disorder? Mental yeah. disorder. Well, it's, like, super shitty because, like, if you think about it, like, it's, like, Brian Alvarez said this the best. I'm not going to try to take credit for it. He said, if you're going to say that to a coworker, you're a prick. Yeah. And if you don't realize that that's going to be an issue and you're just, you've accepted you're a prick, then you're also an idiot. So you're either a prick or you're an idiot prick. What are yeah. you going to pick? Like, he's a fucking asshole. True. He's a piece of shit, dude. Fuck Corey Graves. Yeah, dude. And, um... Also, when he when he divorced his ex-wife, that was real shitty too. Never yeah. forget that happened earlier this year. Also, another thing we learned on Twitter this week is that we can no longer say Randy Orton said the N-word because instead we're gonna say Superhuman said, said the N-word. N-word. Yeah, that's a bummer, dude. It came was... out that he was on Instagram Live. <laughs> Instagram Live. Like like he went through that thread too. Uh, fuck, I don't know who the wrestler's name was, but there was a wrestler who tweeted out earlier today. I wish I could enjoy Superhuman, but too bad he called me the N-word on Instagram Live. Instagram Live, yeah. And then there was, in that thread, there was a bunch of wrestlers responding saying, like, he's wow, calling this. He is, yeah. Like, someone said that he, um, that he should have more training before he does shows, which is true. Yeah, he doesn't absolutely. have that much training. All he's doing is fucking bullshit. Yeah, he's a stuntman. He's funny. Don't get me wrong. Like, I, his videos, if I see it on my timeline, I'm gonna still look at it. I'm gonna be honest. And, like, <laughs> I'm being, like, I get it. He's, he's a total piece of shit. But, like, if I see him jumping on barbed wire on a cake like he did today, <laughs> it's funny. I'm sorry, but it's funny. But. Wow, dude. Way to be complacent. Yeah, can, okay. So this guy, him, this guy, um, his name is Devin Monroe. He's yeah. actually a 20-year-old wrestler. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, there was, a, like, a lot of responses about how shitty he's LGBTQ, been. LGBTQ uh, black wrestler. Mm-hmm. He tweeted. Superhuman deadass called me the N-word on Instagram Live. Why are we supporting trash? Yeah. And then more people started coming out and saying that, you know, he's he's talking shit on DMs after, he you know, people retweeted him. Yeah. Uh, You know, just, like, people were just kind of going on through that thread and just... Yeah, somebody was like, like he's a juggalo. He's a... That's he's what a ju- I mean, it, it was kind of, like, bound to happen if you think about it. Yeah. He... I, it was only a matter of time. <laughs> He's a giant piece of shit, but, like, yeah. the videos are just dumb, and they're dumb, and, like, realistically, on... He's not making money off of Instagram if you watch... If you see the video on your on yeah. your thing, and you're probably gonna look at it because it's probably gonna make you laugh. Him jumping into a microwave, like, he does... He is... He should be, like... He shouldn't be booked anymore, honestly. No. But, he's, like, he's, I don't think he's, like, been properly trained. No, and he if, hasn't. His stunner looks... He, okay, but that's because he fucking just knows that it's the easiest move to hit and fucking lifts his heels up. That's it. And he's probably shorter than me and I'm 5'6", 5'7". Berto is 5'2". 
Um, I'm not Marco Stunt. Wearing heels. Birdo makes Word Marco list. Stunt look like a giant. Um, no, dude, Marco Stunt makes Jungle Boy look like a giant. Well, it's the Marco Stunt show. Hopefully next week Jungle Boy has a match because I would like to discuss how he's been booked and how he has the biggest pop in probably the entire company and they are fucking him over. And it's bullshit. You, you want to so? win? You want to win ratings with young crowds? Put fucking Jungle Boy on the TV. Yeah, he's a huge pop. Oh yeah, when like, when they do the little like same, the roar. Yeah, same thing with like Jurassic Express too. Like Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy, like literally, like if they book them right, I think they will be pulling similar to Raw numbers, like probably two million. And I think that they would. That's want, their kid. If they're if yeah they if would they get the want kid audience. if they want some sort of kid audience or kid. Yeah. You know, attraction. Youth adult shit. Yeah, young, young yeah. kids. Well, I mean, I wouldn't say like young, but yeah, like kids. Yeah. You know, like teens. Like younger teens who are like still watching like cartoons and shit. Yeah, that's you get the, the adult bronies and shit. And like, yeah, you get, the, you get the fucking honest, like, this is shitty. I watch anime. You get the anime nerds too. Yeah. Like, because like Luchasaurus is like a silly character. He's fucking sick. But they have, that's the most, they're the most over fucking group. Yeah. Luch- Marco Stunt, kind of whatever. He Fuck doesn't Marco fit. Honestly, dork. this is shit. Like, I'm fine. Bryson has legitimately, I have like, heat with you know. But, Marco like, Stunt. Yeah. here's my, like, Marco I have Stunt. the new Seamus gimmick in real life. Marco Stunt is fine, but if AEW wants to fucking pull viewers and make money, <laughs> they need to just get rid of fucking Marco Stunt, have it be Luchasaurus and um, Jungle, Jungle Boy, holding the tag team titles and play that shit first. Have them open the show with that. Yeah. Have them open the show with Marco Stunt and Luchasaurus almost every episode. Jungle Boy. You're going to be... Luchasaurus. L- Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy, sorry. But <laughs> no pull them in, and you're going to be pulling in the younger crowd, especially if you do it early enough to where kids aren't going to bed yet, and yeah. it's early enough to where they can watch it. I think that's the way the AEW... Get some like more cartoony merch. Well, Jungle Boy is... Jungle Boy, has he won a match in AEW? Yeah. Yeah. I think he's... Honestly, it should have been him versus MJF for the ring. Yeah. I'm sorry, but like... Well, Jungle Boy has a match with Chris Jericho next week. Yeah, that'll be sick. I yeah, thought Luchasaurus did. No, no, Jungle Boy does. Okay. Because they decided well, they that it was Jungle to, Boy that gets it. He needs to do something, and like then in that case, why the fuck do anyway? We'll talk about it next. Why the fuck? Just, uh, yeah, stay, we'll talk uh, about this next week. Anyway, so let's get started. Well, We're, also Teddy Hart was fired from MLW. That's the last piece of Twitter news for the day. Yeah. Oh, it's, and then Seth Rollins got Big Matt on backstage because it's fucking dorky Seth Rollins. And then Ooh. CM Punk who blocked me. Well, it's like he is a dork. Hey, you so want whatever. you want something funny that you probably can't see? What? CM Punk's name is CM, CM Punkin Pumpkin Pie. Pie. Yeah, <laughs> I can. He's he has a blocked on podcast Twitter, so I can see his shit. That's yet. your that's your workaround. Dude, I'm yeah, that's block. my workaround. I'm gonna block him on our podcast Twitter. I don't think you get to see him. <laughs> I, can, I can unblock him. You I know, he him. could just Google his Twitter. <laughs> He'll have to go through a loophole of like going. Have, on, yeah, he'll I'll literally just, have to type in www.twitter.com. I don't and think search, search his, yeah, search his handle. I think but. that's a shitty thing to do. I don't think you deserve it. He blocked you. He doesn't like you. He likes me. And, and I don't me. think it's right. I don't think it's right that you're fucking with our friend. <laughs> Except your homie. Except your woods also has me blocked. Okay? You yeah, probably DM'd him some nudes. <laughs> exactly. Let's be honest. He keeps his DMs open. They were solicited. Exactly. <laughs> he said he, he, he just because somebody keeps their DMs open doesn't mean that it's solicited for oh, you to send it. Don't talk about mine and Birdo's friends like that, dude. All right. I don't think you deserve That's to see them. That's the end of the news for the week. Xavier Woods is my mine and Birdo's fucking friend. <laughs> Anyways. And he's doing quite well in his recovery. He is. Just, I just hope he dies. Dude. Whoa, whoa. Whoa. You talking shit about whoa. my boy? Whoa. Yeah, dude. You talking shit about dude, my boy? Xavier Woods is good, a good dude back hard, okay? Yeah, dude. <laughs> 
All right. Let's you blocked talk. me without my consent. Let's talk about... <laughs> he didn't even he received, send me that text that said, hey... He received a picture part, of your nipple without consent. What was yeah. your point? <laughs> no, he didn't send me that template that said, hey, are you in the right headspace to receive some emotionally damaging information? He didn't send me that. He just blocked me without my consent. You probably should have sent him that before you send him pictures of uh, your kneecap. My <laughs> kneecap. I tweeted... Right. I did tweet him... Or I did message him once, and I said, hey, senpai, help me. God. And now I'm blocked, so... All right, everyone. Okay. Let's Bullet Club. get into the meat and potatoes of the episode. <laughs> meat and potatoes. The beef. Let's <laughs> the talk about it. Are you all, is our audience in the right headspace to receive information that could possibly entertain them? That, and that, <laughs> that might possibly them? be too sweet. That might possibly be too sweet for some audiences, dude. Are you all in the right headspace? That, that became from too sweet to one sweet to the uh, upside down sweet? Yeah. Let's talk about one of the biggest factions in New Japan, probably the most popular faction in New Japan, at least to us, um, uh, Bullet Club. Maybe three years ago. <laughs> well, I mean, like, to a general, like, U.S. audience. Yes. Like, Western audience, they're probably the biggest faction out of New Japan. Yeah. Because 100%. everyone knows well, about them. The biggest faction walking since the NWO. Well, like, I would say that in Japan, though, isn't LIJ bigger than them? Mm, I think that was they've the gone through probably. waves. Yeah, they've gone through waves. waves. So they I don't think really any factions are very popular in New Japan anymore. Really, I thought Lij was still pretty popular. <laughs> it's Naito that's popular. Yeah, that's it's true. Naito I don't and Shingo. Think, dude, yeah, I was honestly, about to say because Bushi. Honestly, eh. well, and Sonata. Even though you don't like Sonata, Sonata is so sick, and I can't he's, wait for he's him to join fine. WWE. He needs some fun. And that'll be an entirely different series on Lij. But <laughs> we are going to talk about Bullet Club. Bullet Club started in what year, Bryson? 2013. 2013. That is correct. <laughs> Good job. You were supposed to say what is. Anyway. What is 2013? <laughs> <laughs> no, so Bullet Club started with Prince Devitt, now known as Finn Balor. For this episode, we're probably going to call him Prince. Prince. Or, Finn, or Fergie. Devil. 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 <laughs> Fergal. Fergie. Fergal. Fergal. Dev. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so... Finn Balor, Prince, was in New Japan back as early as 2011. I think he, he went through the he dojo, He was in the too. dojo. Yep. He went. He was in the LA dojo. Yeah. Then went to the, Jap- uh, the Japan dojo. Yep. Then he cut got, his teeth through the Young Lion system. Came he had up. a huge influence on in Japan. He brought... He's the person who got Jay White to come to yep. New Japan and told him about it. He recruited a lot of people. He's he, a huge mainstay. Just in professional yeah. wrestling alone, well, if you think about it, like people like Becky Lynch. Yeah, well, like him, Jordan Devlin. Well, I mean, he opened NWA Ireland. Yeah, so. he, him he and, was the first person to open up a school in that area in Ireland. Yeah, him and Carl... He he trained Becky Lynch. Yeah. He's a huge... Jordan in, Devlin. Yeah, he's a huge deal. He's been involved. He's super legit. Was he one of the first guys in to go through the dojo system? Pretty right? much. Yeah, so, like, he was one of the first, like... And now most of those New Japan guys that we see are... Like, the younger guys, at least, are coming up through the dojo. So if anything, still, now it's more, like, close to 50-50, I would yeah. say, between Foreigner and, and Japan. Well, especially so now that still, New Japan is opening up, or has opened up the LA dojo, and they're yeah. moving, making a... Well, it's like a bigger. Here. It's yeah. like bigger now. It's yeah. not. It's yeah. not like this little room. Well, well if anything, uh, well, the LA Dojo can be tracked back to like Samoa Joe and Daniel yeah. Bryan and stuff like that. But they yeah. didn't go through the entire system, system. per no. se. Yeah, they trained there. Yeah, but yeah. Well, so, then a lot of those guys ever up going through the ROH Dojo and everything else. Yeah. But that's off topic. So yeah. Prince Devitt was always a light heavyweight. 
He was on a tag team. He's with, a junior. Yeah, he's a junior. He's a li- he's not a big guy. No. He can't do a good 1916, but we're going to talk about that. We'll get to that later. Probably next week. <laughs> but it's making so me mad. to say about it's that. It's starting to piss me off. I, see, now you know where I'm coming from. Now I don't look like an asshole all the time. Christ, so, you're still an asshole. So, I said all the time. <laughs> so he was always a junior. He held, Did he hold the junior heavyweight title? Oh, yeah, yeah single several time. times. Several times. He also started the tag team with um, Taguchi, who now is kind of a dork back then. He was still kind of dork. <laughs> he was kind of a dork, but he fucking they have they had some fucking cool moves. No, they had they were a good solid tag team. Apollo fifty five was dope. Apollo fifty five, yeah. or they, also known as Apollo Gogo. Yeah, so their tag team was called Apollo fifty five. I don't think we mentioned that, but you I guys did. probably know. But he was part of Rise as well. He was right. part of Rise. Yeah, they were baby faces. Um, they had a great match with the Golden Lovers. It's on New Japan World. If any of you guys have it, want to check it out. Um, Super good match. Back when those Golden Lovers still had that like small stint with New Japan. Yeah, it was like 2011. Well, I saw some DDT. They had some DDT stuff at that event, too. There was like a poster for it or something. Yeah, they used to have a pretty decent working relationship now, but I think ever since Bushiro took over, I don't think it's been happening. Yeah, makes sense. So, Prince Debit, he eventually turned heel after basically having nonstop issues with defeating um, uh, Tanahashi. Yeah. He was always trying to beat Tanahashi. He wanted to be a heavyweight. He worked really hard to try to be a heavyweight, but he could never make it. Um, you could kind of you can kind of draw similarities between him and Kenny Omega. Um, there are a lot of similarities there. Kenny Omega clearly like outshined him. However, like in New Japan, he had a better career. Yeah, oh yeah, much but better. you could definitely draw comparisons in the early times to him and Kenny Omega if you know anything about Kenny Omega. But we're gonna talk about him later. Yeah. So, eventually, basically, what happened is. Uh, Prince Devitt betrayed. Did he betray Taguchi? Yeah. Taguchi. He, he betrayed in a Taguchi. match against the Time Splitters, which was Alex Shelley and Kushida. Yeah, mm-hmm. Kushida's baby is cuter than Baby Yoda, according to Cashisono. <laughs> and my Twitter account is now a Cashisono fan account. I fucking hate Baby Yoda, but that's for another day. Baby we'll talk about that later. Anyway. Okay, Boomer. Now. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Seriously. Um, anyway, so he betrayed him. Bad Luck Fale came out, who is still a member of Bullet Club today. He is. Oh gee. He's, he's fine. The he's, last really like. He's sick. I mean, he, his his bad luck fall is still my favorite powerbomb next to Hernandez's Hernandez's he, border toss. He had a his great, bad luck fall is just. All his matches fly. in G one were good. He's, yeah. He honestly puts on like. G one matches. He puts typically. on like the fact that he stayed in New Japan for pretty. He's he's a trainer now. He's yeah. pretty old in his career. Well, but, he opened up a school in uh, New, New Zealand. Zealand. Yeah, yeah. And a lot of guys in New Zealand are going to Japan because of him. Yeah. Like exactly. Jay White and some well, Jay been, White like, trained guys there too, too, like Robbie Eagles and yeah. shit too. Yeah, which is They're super like, sick. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. like sick. now we even have like WWE going to Australia. They're yeah. Pretty big market, which is cool. Which is super um, sick. But yeah, so we had that happen, and uh, Bad Luck Fale came out, beat up Taguchi. And then they basically started recruiting people. Well, they, no, they didn't. So they were a tag team for a minute because mm-hmm. he Fale called him was just his bouncer. Yeah, he called oh, him I his bouncer. Was, I thought they started recruiting people like pretty no. quick. I thought so they, they were a tag team for a couple weeks. Like, pretty quick. Oh, no, okay. because Tomatonga had gone to excursion. Yeah. Okay. Um. So that's why he wasn't like part of the picture yet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so they were a tag team for a little bit, and Bad Luck Folly was just his bouncer, mm-hmm. as he called him. Yeah, he and called then, him his bouncer. Then they recruited Tama Tonga and Carl Anderson at the same time. Simultaneously, because Carl and Tama were, were like attacking, attacking together. together. And they recruited Carl Anderson after a match with um, Tanahashi. Tanahashi. Yeah. Like it was right after that match. Yeah, because they attacked. No, it was during that match because Bad Luck Fale ran in and hit Tanahashi in the back of the head. Oh, I thought he. And then Carl Anderson was just like. Yo, what the fuck? But yeah. then uh, Balor walks up to him. 
Yeah. Whispers in his ear. He's like, yo, like, yo, fuck this Carl guy. Anderson like, you know, you know, like, we both fucking hate him. Clicks his hand as a gun. Yeah. And stun guns. Yeah. Tanahashi. Um, to talk about that, if you've seen anything that Finn Bauer does now, at least, ever since he's come back to NXT, he does a finger gun a lot. Yeah. He's, Cause he's the a real, real shooter. shooter. He's the real he's shooter. He's a real rocker. Yeah. yeah. He, he, he always... He was a real shooter or well, real rock yeah, and roll. Well, well, I'm saying like you're seeing it more. If you only knew Finn Balor on main roster, yeah. you didn't see that stuff. Yeah. He was, yeah. Main, main every every time he does that uh, apron kind of running PK, mm-hmm. uh, he usually does like the double finger guns. Yeah, yeah. So he's always he's the last shooter, last rock and roller. Captain real shooter. Real, real, real uh, the shooter, real sorry. rock and roller. Real rock and roller and Captain fucking New Japan. Captain fucking New Japan. <laughs> he's sick. But um, so basically, yeah, they started. They recruited more people. Um, what would happen is they were just super disrespectful gaijin, basically. That's yeah, all. because that if was well, to know to know New Japan is to know that their audience is very respectful. Even the heels in New Japan normally stick to like good etiquette. So mm-hmm. even heels normally those matches don't end in DQ. Even they they do dirty tactics throughout the match, but they, the match usually still ends clean. Mm-hmm. And so that they've built that around like sportsmanship, and so. Yeah, the Bullet Club is basically what they what they wanted to do with the Bullet Club is make it seem to Japan in, in Japan how all Westerners act. Mm. So that's why they're always shooting guns. That's why Machine yeah. Gun Carl Anderson did the Machine Gun thing. Yeah. Well, that was as a single star himself too, because that's what he labeled himself. Yeah. He labeled. He labeled. Yeah. He, he yeah. labeled himself um, the Machine Gun. And he also. But yeah, but Bullet Club they were, they would get in, involved in matches. They would beat up the referees, which yeah. became a recurring thing up until the, the the elite left, which we'll get to another day. Yeah. Um, they would just be super disrespectful, and this was all in with. Uh, Ferg wanting to beat Tanahashi and become the heavyweight champion, the IWGP heavyweight champion. And whenever they beat someone up too, they'd always like put guns to their head, make it look like they were executing. Yeah, they put bags over their head. Yeah, yeah, so they were super. They would beat up reporters too in the back. They would quite literally beat the shit out of reporters. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They were the first like faction since the NWO, NWO to make it seem like it was almost a sh- just a shoot, not a war. Yeah, yeah, and, and then. Like, you can draw comparisons to like early Bullet Club and like current Suzuki Gun. Yeah, like the same same general like just bullshit tactics like beat up people. Well, that Suzuki Gun kind of like took over that because yeah. Suzuki Gun really didn't have that much of an identity as themselves other than being known as a bunch of shitty workers. In yeah. Noah, <laughs> um, I love Suzuki though. Anyway, but no, you I know, like even too, but this is like back before yeah. Lance Archer was known as a good worker. This is before Zack Saber Jr. joined him. So Lance Archer is fucking incredible. I <laughs> but we're not here to talk anyway, about that'll be that's a that's, a, that's that's Drew's like personal podcast where he'll just Archie? go like three hours into Lance Archer. If any of you, if any of you guys listen to comedians wrestling, he talks about my guy Lance Archer is. Hey, don't give free shout outs. What the Sorry. hell? Anyway, Lance Archer is definitely like probably. I think His like guy. I root for him the most. But anyways, back to Bullet Club. Yes. So, because Carl Anderson, <laughs> as a single star, was actually going quite well. He had he runs where, with the... Um, the G1, where, the he G1. The first, where he was the first guy to yeah. get to the finals. No, he, since Rick Rude. Yeah. Actually, Rick Rude was the very first guy to get to the finals. But that's because the G1 format changed later, and he became the first one. Because the G1 format back then was much different. I think it was like eight wrestlers over like a weekend. Right. Okay. And... They didn't have that. They didn't have the whole like weekly tournament like yeah. bracket, and that was for a whole different like IWGP cha- uh, championship as well. Because Hulk Hogan is technically the first IWGP heavyweight champion. 
yeah. but it's not the real IWGP. It was but unsanctioned. But anyway, it's back to Bullet something Club. that gets that gets underappreciated in Bullet Club. When Carl Anderson joined shortly after, Luke Gallows joined, and Bullet Club is no well, kind of didn't they the join Bucks together? joined first? Yeah, the Bucks oh, joined. Thought, yeah, I thought Luke Gallows joined. No, after no. Bucks joined, then Gallows joined. Okay, maybe I'm skipping some parts so yeah. maybe someone else should take over uh, <laughs> guiding this but I was going to say the Bullet Club is actually like the reason why we have like the Good Brothers tag team that's yeah. what kind of established them they were the IWGP tag team champs Carl Anderson transitioned more from single stuff which like he was getting older probably probably got he was, he's been wrestling for a long ass time Luke. too uh, no Carl Carl yeah Carl's mid 40s yeah so like early, by early that 30s, time early 40s by that time he was probably in what probably his mid 30s mid late 30s yeah and so he was probably getting put to ready to the point to slow down that style and in a tag team you get that recovery period during matches well he was working a tag team with Jared Bernard no he's 39 I just did a oh, quick Google, Google yeah. search so, so he's 39 now so okay, back so in 2013 he would have been 33 so yeah. early 30s yeah. so no I but he was in a tag Anything, he was in his prime. In his prime, yeah. 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 But um, no, he put, got put in a tag team when he was in chaos with Giant Bernard. Mm-hmm. Giant Bernard got signed in the WWE in 2012, which led to Carl going becoming a singles guy. Yeah. He did the 2012 G1, did amazing. Then he got they were going to pull the trigger out. on him, and then they were yeah. just like, no, he just he left chaos after. I thought he got kicked out. Yeah. After Giant Bernard got signed, they just both left. Dude. Um, then he went on his G1 run, did amazing. They were going to pull the trigger on him, then they didn't want to because he's a Kaijin. Yeah. They weren't ready for it yet, and they were like, ah. And so now he joined the then he joined the Bullet Club because yeah. New Japan wouldn't pull the trigger on him, so he's gonna pull the trigger on them. Yeah, quite literally. Literally, um, <laughs> he's he was so fucking good. And I really think this is off topic, but I just want to mention it. We're not covering news anymore, but you might mention stuff, or I might mention stuff. I want this feud between the OC and Randy Orton and all that to lead to Carl Anderson hitting Randy Orton with a gun. I stunt. think that might be where it's going. I, I hope. I, I really think that. Could might you be imagine Randy Orton selling? He does it. A, a cutter. He does it so much fucking better. Yeah. But here's and the like, thing. Will Randy sell for him? See, but it seems like Randy's starting to want to do that because um, yeah. Randy wanted to do a faction with the Revival and help start to get them over as younger stars. Randy wants to younger. get... Younger. The, They're like the same age. <laughs> well, I mean, younger in their career. Yeah. So when you're talking about wrestling, you can't say younger is like an age. Randy, Randy Orton's been wrestling for so fucking... Especially forever. in the WWE. Well, yeah, he got he, signed at like 20. He was yeah, the youngest... 18 years. For a while, he was the youngest signed... Is he still? No. No, Teddy Hart was the youngest signed because Teddy Hart got a contract at 19. I thought, well, I thought Rene Dupree... I thought no, Rene Dupree was the youngest champion. I thought Randy... I thought he was more like 22. He was 19, but... Oh, yeah, that's right. Oh. He, yeah, Rene Dupree won the tag titles at like 19. I thought... Yeah. I thought insane. Because he, he was the first teenager. Doesn't he hold... I thought he held some record for getting a title, the youngest or something. Maybe I'm wrong. No, he was no. the youngest heavyweight World, champion yeah. at the time. He okay. was he's the youngest world okay, heavyweight so champion at the time. So, yeah, so Randy Orton's he was been 24? wrestling. 24. He's yeah. been wrestling on the main card in the WWE since he was 23, 24. Yeah. It's crazy. So 16 years. He said the N word on Twitch, but Superhuman did. Superhuman said the N word. They both suck. In the but games. Instagram. <laughs> Back to but the Bullet Club. The so Bullet Club. the Bullet Club in 2013 at the end is when the Young Bucks joined. Okay. The Young Bucks joined after their shitty run in TNA as Generation Me. Generation Me. Who might they didn't come back. have. Yes, they might. They're, not, they're probably going to go back because Impact's going to pay them a lot of money. That's sick. And they might actually end up doing a talent exchange, which would be super dope. That'd be really cool. Would you um, wait? Really? Do you really expect AEW? I think. Yeah. I think because Impact is super open. Like, well, they, Impact will like if you watch the Impact uh, the Impact Network, or whatever. Yeah. Their on demand wrestling service, they drop a lot of like indie stuff, like a lot of indie videos and a lot of indie events. So yeah. I think stuff with, is all on him. Yeah. Which shout out and to so, Prestige Wrestling. Yeah, shout out to my boy Willie, Willie um, Quintana. Um, I'm super stoked. But um uh 
Um, but no, Impact, it's, it's ever since, like, Scott Demore and all those guys took control, Impact's been super, yeah, like, willing to work with other federations Dude, they're, stuff. they're to the brink of having somebody, have a female be their world champion. Well, never forget. Yeah, which is also, super fucking sick. I know. Also, it's Impact super had, dope. Impact, um, also, like, when they, when they had, uh, Ric Flair in a contract and WWE was going to contract, in, like, have him go in. They requested a talent exchange, and they took Christian for a little bit. Yeah. So, like, they're totally open to that stuff. And I think I think that could be a way for having someone like Tessa Blanchard be in a contract with Impact, have such a huge crowd. And, like, the minute that she goes on national television, like, big time, this is t- totally off topic, but whatever. This is going to be a couple-part series. So <laughs> but the minute she gets on national TV, like, they're going to fucking... fucking game over. They're the women's division in WWE. They're so yeah. big, and she's so fucking good. And if you had her come out and be the only person in, like... You could draw comparisons like her in China, kind of, but she's a good fucking wrestler. Yeah. But, like, could you imagine all those people who... Also, like, the were, size comparison. If you put her... Like, I wouldn't say that they're... Put her in a fucking match with Kenny Omega. Yeah. God-tier match. You would Fucking have, insane match. You would have so many people watching it. Oh, yeah. And, like, you could even, like, reference, like, this isn't... Like, you could even say, like, make it, like, a special thing where this is the only intergender match we're going to have. And you could even say, like... Kenny, like, talk about Kenny Omega's history with intergender matches. You could say, like, Kenny Omega beat up a nine-year-old girl. And Tessa Blanchard's history with With intergender wrestling. But you could show, like, Kenny, like, you could have someone like Kenny Omega because he's so fuck, he's safe. And that's why he was allowed to wrestle with a nine-year-old girl. (laughs) Cool video. I like that match. But you could talk about that, and, like, you could have it be, like, super cool. Anyway, back to back the, to the Bullet Club. Well, Kenny Omega, the elite. Well, we're not there yet. Yeah, that. but we are jumping the gun. <laughs> You're jumping I'm, the gun up by about six years, bro. I'm yeah. foreshadowing. <laughs> well, quit it. Dropping hints. This isn't fucking stop. Tarantino, dude. Do you want people to stop listening? Do you not care about our fans like I do? Vinnie Mac told me. <laughs> <laughs> after he after he was done filming for... You're exposing for, the business. After he was done filming for uh, CSI. <laughs> But anyways, back to the Bullet Club. So, 2013, end of it, Young Bucks joined. Young Bucks quickly established themselves as the top junior tag team by quickly winning the junior tag league, winning the junior tag titles, holding on to them forever, and then holding on to them a million times. Because they're fucking amazing. And then they didn't really do anything. They're God's favorite tag team, if you think about it. Finn or... uh, They're Christian boys. They're good old Christian boys. Um, Devitt lost to Tanahashi... Then he yeah. lost to Okada. Yeah. And then... He got big mad. And then he got signed by the WWE, and so he had a Loser Leaves Town match with Taguchi, yeah. which he wanted to be based on honor. Yeah. The Young Bucks got involved, and then he told the Young Bucks to fuck off, and they were like, hey, we're good Christian boys, you don't talk like that. So they super kicked him in the face. Yeah. Cause super kicked him out of Bullet Club. And then that same night, AJ Styles debuted. Yeah. So AJ Styles debuted mm-hmm. by attacking Okada. And then calling him a young boy in a really cool promo because it was almost kind of racist. Because, well, with that age... Yo, wait, Bryson, do you think racism is cool? No, but I think in uh, that kind of context... Breaking news! Be funny. Excuse me, Birdo, you agree with the Sandman. You <laughs> yeah. think that women you should not women be allowed to event. events. Are you kidding me? That's what you said. That's what I said? Yeah. That's what you said when you were late. You called me when you were on Yeah, you're like, hey, man. Wait, I'm were you late. trying to tell me the same time when you were, like, trying to agree with Brian Cage and what you thought about his political views? Um, were you trying to say that when you were saying that um, Trump's border wall isn't a bad idea? Wait, I thought I thought you said blue lives did matter. We already discussed that earlier. We already said Smurfs. Where? In the beginning of this episode. <laughs> nope. It's still included. Anyway, it should be. Okay, no, back to the Bullet Club, children. We're revealing the business. Anyway, <laughs> AJ Styles. AJ Styles, called <laughs> Okada young boy. Let's talk about the history between AJ Styles and Okada. So, AJ Styles, 
had a history in TNA, Impact, whatever you want to call it. From, from 15, TNA from 2002 to, to the end of 2013. Yeah, yeah so, so 13 was, years. He was in Impact. He was he was a company guy. He, he was fucking, the company guy. He did fucking every move imaginable. He is so fucking good. Especially, he, he's all, he was the, he was the next division champ. He was a tag champ. Yeah. He was the grand champion. He was a triple, cha- or a triple threat champion or whatever they want to call it. If you want to see how good he is, I think Impact, because like I've said before, Impact has everything for free on their YouTube. Yeah. Why do they even have Impact Plus? Because <laughs> money, bro. They, they it doesn't, money. They, anyway, they, there's a match between Christopher Daniels, AJ Styles, and Samoa Joe. Joe. It's fucking incredible. It's on YouTube. It's, it's literally still... TNA's only impact, whatever you want to call them, still their only five-star match. It was so good. It is a work of art. So, that's so like, he, he established himself really well. Did he go to Ring of Honor before going to New Japan? Or he was, yeah. yeah. So, he was in Ring of Honor at the same time he was at impact, or TNA at the beginning. Okay. Yeah. And then something happened with Ring of Honor's old uh, CEO. Mm-hmm. Uh, then, so, something happened with that. It was something about selling videotapes. TNA got mad and was like, hey, all of you TNA, ga- TNA guys that are working for us are no longer allowed to work for Ring of Honor. TNA gays. 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 G-U-I-S-E. Goys. Yeah, I, I kind of become like a Guido when I'm stoned, so. Yeah. Um, but anyways. Speaking of Guido, someone got signed who was on the Jersey Shore of the WWE. Who? He's going to evolve. I don't know. Some new guy. Some like newer guy from Jersey Shore. But it got announced. There's a couple ex-football players too. Sick. There's an article on uh, Pro Wrestling Sheets. Check it out if you like. Sick. But let's talk about AJ Styles but, though. And then anyways, Okada went on excursion to TNA. Yes. TNA decided the to call him. fucking thing imaginable. Well, the Green Hornet had just come out. Yikes. And so the TNA, being the progressive company that they are, <laughs> was like, hey, you're Asian. We're going to call you Okado instead of Okada. Yeah. And we're going to have you come follow around, uh, I can't remember who it was, with a video camera, and just be a valet and be super weird. Yeah. And then this ended up pissing New Japan off so much that they severed their relationship with them. You know, in regards to that, Okada's a pretty weird fucking guy. It wouldn't surprise me if he... No, he wanted nothing to do with that. Okay. Game. He wanted he's, nothing to do because with Because I was going to say, when he was in the long boys with the balloons and stuff, you got a little glimpse, and he's like good friends with Trent. He's a weird fucking guy. Well, that was the whole point of him, like... Um, becoming that character is because he had lost that IWGP title. He was yeah. allowed to be himself. Yeah, but I'm just but, saying, like, himself as a person. Yeah. Like, that's not, like, those actions, like, aren't far off from, like, the way he, like, is as a person. Yeah. He's, like, but, a weird guy. But anyways. Anyway. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, AJ, so Styles AJ Styles debuted for New Japan. Yeah. By attacking Okada. Mm-hmm. Nobody knew who it was. He took off his hood. And, and then... Took off, or uh, went to hit it, put him in the style slash, yeah. unzipped his jacket, took off his jacket, he was wearing a Bullet Club shirt. Yeah. Japanese commentary is amazing, they went fucking nuts. Yeah. Yeah. And they put him over like he was a god. Yeah, they did a great... As like, he is. That's, that's under, like, Japanese commentary. I honestly prefer to listen to the Japanese commentary Same. and New Japan stuff, because you can see what's going on, you don't really need to know the moves that well, and when you, when they get excited, like, they it's like it up so much. Yeah, it's like two Mauro Ronaldo's. Yeah. It's great. They do a very good job putting him over. I'm genuinely surprised how they don't just, like, blow out their fucking throats. <laughs> Seriously. But AJ Styles... Going back on topic, because we have a topic this time. Yeah, we're on it. I'm just... <laughs> um, AJ Styles hit the Styles Clash. Yeah. Japanese commentary put that over big time again. Yeah. AJ Styles goes, Ha, huh, you are the champion? No, you're yeah. a young boy. I'm going to be the champion, because you're still a young boy, and I'm going to beat you up. Yeah. And then at New Beginnings in 2014, AJ Styles and Okada had a match. AJ Styles won. Became yeah. 
The first Gaijin IWGP champion since Brock Lesnar. Yeah. Bork Lesnar. Bork. Well, I guess technically Kurt Angle because Kurt Angle reunified it. He did. Yeah, because oh. he be because uh, Brock. After Brock left, he refused to take the or refused to return the title. Okay. Ended up with um, Shinsuke Nakamura and Kurt Angle having a wrestling match for the unification of the title. The Shinsuke Nakamura Brock match, pretty cool. It is really cool. Anyway, so it's um, too bad they could never book that in WWE because WWE doesn't know how to book for people properly. But that was it was a fucking cool match. It's on YouTube if you want to watch it. Anyway, um. All sorts of match suggestions. <laughs> and then, so AJ Styles won the IWGP Championship. Yeah. And then this is when they brought in Luke Gallows. Yeah. Because yeah. he went on a shitty run through TNA as part of the Aces and Eights. Um, he became Doc Gallows. He did Global Force Wrestling. And then he joined, or no, he joined, uh, he joined, uh, yeah, Global Force Wrestling. Yeah. And then he joined uh, New Japan and joined the Bullet Club and became... Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson with mm-hmm. Carl Anderson. Doc Gallows. Doc Gallows. Put together the Good Brothers. The Good Brothers. Um, basically, also with once AJ Styles took over, um, Bullet Club started having everyone. Bullet Club always had everyone come to the ring with them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was like it was a way of making like the factions beforehand like that's not something that a face faction would do like chaos, and it was a really cool contrast to see like literally you'd have people surrounding the ring and they would be getting involved. That's like. They were just so dis- like disrespectful compared to what the fans were used to, and like that's another thing that like we haven't mentioned so far. But that's something that was really cool, and still like it's <laughs> cool when they did that. Like when it was um, this year in the G One Finals, it was uh, Jay White and Kota Bushi. When the whole Bullet Club came out too, like it just shows like it almost shows them like acting more like a team, and it's super yeah. sick. And it's and- crazy because it had taken them so long to start doing that again because <laughs> yeah. there was that whole like once I think well never mind because I don't want to get too far later. Okay. But yeah, it had been a very long time since it, they had like really gotten together as yeah. the Bullet Club. As the, Bullet Club. the Western guys and then the Eastern, Eastern guys, guys. The Eastern guys being like Takahashi, who I'll get yeah. to in just a second. Yeah. Um, and Chase Owens and Bad Luck Foley and Tabatanga and those guys. Whereas the Western guys was basically the elite. Yeah. Um, it was the elite, you know, Cody, Hangman, yeah. stuff like but, that. But so, um, yeah, so they, they would all come with the ring and they would all attack the opponents. It was always like they would lose by disqualification quite a yeah. bit. But and they wasn't, didn't fucking care. They don't care because they're heels. And it's super sick. And that was something that, like, that's like the golden era of Bullet Club is like this period of time when it's Prince was like, okay, once it started ramping up, it got better towards the end. And then once AJ Styles came on, he just he see, took the reins and he led it in a great a great way and yeah. that's the thing with um, Bullet Club too they they always seem to have a leader and they say like they don't need a leader but like there was always they, somebody it's always, there's who always was, a vessel to get yeah, over who was in the forefront of the conversation yeah, yeah exactly so started with Prince moved on to AJ well but Carl for like a week yeah because Carl AJ because yeah, it was yeah because it was it the same night that no it was, it was the same night it was the same night but he was the voice of the Bullet Club okay yeah because he cut because promos AJ, for a little yeah. bit yeah no Carl would cut promos hell of a promo Carl, guy, by the yeah, way yeah which I'll get to in just a second which exactly you see um, that now too, if you only are familiar with him in in Raw, literally. yeah, he can he can he cut still a cuts a hell of and a have an amazing singles match. And, but anyways, and his son does a better spinebreaker than Bobby Lashley. Spinebuster, spinebuster, oh spinebreaker. I like that. Um, <laughs> so, the next event that happened was Wrestle Kingdom, and Bullet Club fucking dominated this show. Yeah. So you had the Bucks win the Junior Tag Titles. You had. Uh, Carl Anderson and Luke Gallows, or no, yeah, Carl and uh, Carl Anderson and Luke Gallows successfully defended their IWGP Heavyweight Title. Yeah. Uh, 
AJ Styles retained his title. Yeah. Yeah. And fuck. Was it Kenny Omega that Yeah, and Kenny Omega this year won the IWGP junior title. Yeah, and by this time Kenny Omega had joined the Bullet Club. Yeah. And he was their juniors division guy. He was a lot smaller. He was kind of scrawny. Well, they, yeah, well the thing is that they brought him in because they didn't have a junior. Because guy. they didn't yeah. really have a junior. Yeah, so this was sure. before was this before or after you drew? This is before you drew. Yeah. And okay. also on that card was the only person retaining their title, Shinsuke, because he was the king of the Intercontinental Division. Yeah. Same thing with the WWE. He is the king of all continents. Anyway. And so, but yeah. So yeah, they introduced Kenny. He was the cleaner. He said he was going to yeah. clean up the X Division or the Junior Division. The X Division champion. Starting off did? with uh, Rosuke <laughs> Taguchi. Yeah. Destroyed Taguchi. So that basically made Prince Devitt look ineffectual so that yeah that like showed that they made the right choice by kicking him out yeah so kind of it's literally just him picking up the beat like building off of that and then around this time is when aj styles broke um Yoshitatsu's Yoshi neck. Yoshi neck. Yeah. Well, he didn't break it. Yoshitatsu just didn't know how he to didn't fucking take the bump, take the bump right. properly. Right, but yeah. I mean, but in storyline, he broke it. He broke uh, his neck. Right, because he debuted a shirt and that said uh, "snapping necks and cashing checks." Yeah. And that's when New Japan was like, hey, you can't do the Styles Clash anymore. It's too dangerous. Yeah. And so he just was like, fuck you guys. I'm going to do a way more dangerous pile driver now. No, he said, frick you guys. True. Yeah. Because he, he said, frick you, fam. Frick you assholes. I'm going to go pregnant wife. <laughs> um, so he debuted a much more dangerous pile driver, which is literally just a vertical Styles Clash dropped onto their head. So he it's does. the same setup. He's like, so he does it in the powerball position, then lays him straight. Instead of falling forward for the... Styles Clash, he yeah. dropped to his knees, and he called that the hollow point uh, pile driver. Super sick looking, very disgusting looking bump. Yeah, um, he, about a few inches away from literally fucking killing like somebody. Could, it, it looks like a dirty, dirty pile he driver. Does, he does, he used to do every single move. Yeah. He, <laughs> dude, he would go and like do fucking handsprings. I want to see do him like shooting star in the WWE. Yeah, he honestly, used to do spiral I, taps, he, which is basically what Pete Dunn, not Pete Dunn, uh, Tyler, Tyler Bate, Bate does. Yeah. It is the exact same thing. Yeah. He had it's like the, except AJ Styles just makes the, it, front, the way that AJ Styles throws it makes it look like it's without it it's a, like, like a so front force yeah he, front flip like corkscrew to Neo senton it's literally deal. just a twisting corkscrew or, or it's twisting senton he bomb, honestly yeah. he honestly had the best prime of any wrestler I think ever yeah like because in his prime he was doing that indie style most people who once they're in their prime prior to like this current era would be in WWE and they work a slower style yeah. His prime, he was able to work his style. He did everything in the fucking world, and he's all—he's—he's he's always a champion, basically. Dude, yeah. springboard fucking. Uh, the only promotion AJ Styles has worked for that has never held the world title for is uh, uh, Ring of Honor. Is he? Um, would you say out of the Bullet Club leaders who've had it, do you think he was yes, the best booked by far? Even better than Kenny Omega. Yes. Yeah, because he beat Okada in the first match. Yeah. yeah. But getting back to all that, um, just, sorry. For and the way that, and by the way, kind of bringing that back too, the way that they introduced Kenny as well. Yeah. With just the leadership and the unity that, like, they all kind of, in a sense, kind of giving him. Yeah. Because they're like, yo, this is gonna be our new fucking guy, like coming yeah. up, like. Yeah. Yeah. They did the whole like ceremonial draping his head, bringing him out, blah blah blah. Yeah. Super sick. Kenny Omega started dominating the junior division. Yeah. Um. AJ Styles lost the title to Tanahashi. Yeah. Do you remember the, what what event he debuted though? What the de- uh, event Kenny debuted in? Kenny debuted at. To- I think it was Power Struggle. Power Struggle or Ton. What is that place called? What one? Tung something? Tung Katsu? Tung Katsu? 
No, the the place, like the what is the name of that? I can't remember. I don't remember either. Anyway, but so. it was one of those. And then, so Adrian Styles lost the title to mm-hmm. Tanahashi. Mm-hmm. Tanahashi then lost it to. Did he relose it to AJ or did he lose it to Okada and then Okada think, lost it to AJ? I think he lost it to Okada. He I think lost he lost it to, to Okada. Yeah, I thought, I thought he I thought, lost it to Tanahashi. I thought, I thought well, no, AJ, AJ Styles lost it to Tanahashi and then Tanahashi lost it to either AJ or Okada because okay, AJ Styles won it twice. AJ no, never. He, he beat o- no, but he didn't beat him twice, did he? I'm, that's why I can't remember if he beat Okada twice or if he beat Tanahashi once and Okada once. I don't think he beat Tanahashi. I, I don't think Okada he did. Twice. I think it was on Okada twice. So uh, AJ so, Styles beat Okada, beat Okada twice. He never beat Tanahashi. Building off of that hole. The second time that he beat Okada is with for the title is when Yujiro Takahashi debuted. Power struggle. You're right. Yes. Um, yes. This is when Yujiro Takahashi debuted, okay. and that was big news because he was the first Japanese member of Bullet Club. Yeah. And so that's when Bullet Club pretty much became complete for the time. The Tokyo Pimp? The yeah. Tokyo Pimp. Yeah. Uh, and his Tokyo Pimp's finisher is so sick. He betrayed... It's just, it's a, yeah, he betrayed Chaos. He, he was, was in Chaos. He was a tag team with Naito, right? Yeah, so he was in a tag team with Naito when they were first off on an excursion in TNA. They became yeah. the No Limit Soldiers. Yeah. And then they returned Shout as... Shout P. <laughs> and then they returned as a heavyweight tag team in New Japan, and then they broke up. Hell and yeah. then Naito went to Mexico on another excursion That's because he, cause he came back and subbed. And then <laughs> Jeez, he became uh, in Gobernables. Yeah. But then Yujiro joined Chaos, yeah. then turned on Chaos, joined Bullet Club, and he was a solid mid-carter guy. I mean, he's held the trios titles a bunch of times, the, six, the never open weight six-man titles. Yeah. He's held those a billion times. I mean, he was part of Dick and Balls with uh, Adam Page. Uh, he was part of the um, the Pimp Bucks with the Young Bucks when they were tri- the triple team. Hell yeah. Um, but anyways, so... His entrances with the... Uh, with Lolita. The, no, the, I mean, there the was several, bunny. there was like several gun Well, now it's so. just Gun Bunny, and it's Lolita, and she's incredibly hot. And, um, anyways. Quit drooling. <laughs> sorry, kind of wipe myself off. Yeah. I'm super wet right now. Um, but anyways. Jesus. Moist. So, anyway. um, who, was that, who was that bald guy who joined Bullet Club? Not Carl Anderson, but the tall bald guy whose dad was a wrestler who sucked. Oh, oh uh, we're getting there. Cody yeah. Hall. Okay. Cody Hall. So, at this point, they decided that they wanted to branch out mm-hmm. and start adding more guys. And they needed so, a young lion. Well, and so, at that time, uh, Jeff Jarrett was promoting Global Force Wrestling with New Japan. Fun and fact, so he, an honorary member of BC as well. He is a member of BC. Yeah, he helped AJ Styles win a match. Um, but then he ended up turning a whole club. But, um, so at that time, Kevin Nash and Scott Hall were both signed to Global Force Wrestling. Mm-hmm. And they had this little thing where they were like, oh, the Bullet Club is a better version of the NWO. Like, Scott Hall and Kevin Nash both literally said, the Bullet Club is a better version of the NWO. He was like, it's a guy, he's like, you're better workers, better charisma, and you guys know what you were doing. So he put them over big, and so they're like, hey, my Scott. son's training. Yeah, pretty much they're like, hey, my son's in the dojo. Like, help him out. Yo. Guys. And so they're like, cool, we'll bring him on. And then so they're like, yo, it's Cody Hall. And he came out and he'd do his dad's pose and stuff, but he had no charisma, so he'd get booed. Yeah, no time. charisma. He would do the razor's edge, which literally which looks terrible on super him. like unsafe. Well, like, especially since bad luck fall. He does a bad luck fall, which is a way better version of the razor's edge because it looks like he fucking yeets something. Yeah, Damian Priest is um, razor's edge. <laughs> True, it's sick. But um, but then so 
Bullet Club has had their first apprentice in Cody Hall. Then Chase Owens joined. Um, then leading up Was to, it pretty simultaneously right after? Pretty much. And then... Um, they, then at, throughout the rest of the year, they'd lose their titles. Um, AJ Styles re- ended up losing the title once and for all to Okada. Then they just kept doing their stuff, and then AJ Styles started a feud with Shinsuke Nakamura over the IC title. Mm. Fucking amazing. Leading into Wrestle Kingdom 10. Kind of, kind of God tier match. That, that situation, though, is kind of similar to what we're seeing now in Raw. Yeah. He was on SmackDown, he held that title for over a year. He yeah. had a hell of a run, and now he dropped that title, and now he went to a mid card title. Yeah, and he did the same thing that they're doing in that right now. He's in a new Japan. So yeah. like this funny, era- st- funny side note though, AJ Styles, who debuted for the wrestling for WWE in two thousand sixteen at the Royal Rumble. Yeah, so he is almost on his fourth year, almost to the day. It'll be about four years to the day, in about a month. Yeah, AJ Styles has held a title for almost three years, mm-hmm. all together. So it's. He's been he's, a champion more than he's, he's been a guy. Out. He's a guy who needs a title. Like yeah. he he holds titles. He doesn't. Well, no, he's a guy that makes titles good. Yeah, and he's so good. Like like he needs to be in that title picture yeah. almost all the time. Like no matter what, and that's like it's super. It's so sick, and I can't think of anyone else who could ever be like like you could think of him as like almost like a modern day like the way Hulk Hogan was yeah. much, where he was always a main card title holder like. AJ Styles is a title holder. Yeah. I would say I if anything, he was guy. more like Macho. Yeah. Like, yeah, I'm just saying, like, he's a guy who holds titles. He I think you don't think of him as like a guy who's, who's like, just there. Who's just there? Yeah, like with, I think Ricochet is going to be the next AJ Styles in that regard because I think AJ, I think Ricochet, especially if he stays as a WWE boy and stays on the good like straight with them, and he tells Vince to shove this fucking <laughs> superhero gimmick up his, his ass. ass but man. Ricochet is the guy Fuck that I can always shit. see being close to a title scene. Yeah. Same with Kofi Kingston, whether it's a tag title. Whether yeah. it's a mid-card title, whether it's a top-tier title, Ricochet is a guy just like AJ Styles that can hold all those titles. Yeah. But Ricochet doesn't matter because hey. he's a part of part of Tiguchi 69. Doesn't fucking matter. Fuck Ricochet Real quick, the WWE. I thought about this the other day. You remember that time Ricochet held the U.S. title for a Two weekend? <laughs> I was like... He won it on Sunday and AJ took it off him the day. next day. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. He was like... And they made it such a big deal. He won it on the pay-per-view, right? Yeah, he won it at um, one of the shitty pay-per-views. Uh, one, the one in the summer. What was it? I watched it with... Bruce. Yeah, it was... Uh, what was it? I, anyway, he won it against AJ Styles. Yeah. And, and the next night on Raw, AJ Styles got the immediate rematch, and he took it off him. And, like, they made a big deal, too, because... Uh, no, he beat uh, fucking Samoa Joe's, who he beat. Oh, and Triple yeah. H gave him a hug after. Yeah. And they were like, this is so cool. Like, this is the first NXT guy to win a title. And then he fucking loses it the yeah. next episode. What the fuck? Anyway... But anyway, the club. They really gave him the Zack Ryder treatment. Ricochet so, was a member of Chaos. No, right? he was no, he was put into Toguchi in Japan. Yeah, I don't like Toguchi. I just think. But anyways, so Wrestle Kingdom Ten comes along. Yes. Opening match is for the Junior Tag Titles. You got the Young Bucks representing Bullet Club. You've got Red Dragon representing Chaos. Yeah. Or no, not Chaos. You've got them just representing uh, Ring of Honor. Yeah. yeah. You've got. By uh, you've got uh, fuck. What was Trent and Rocky's tag name? Uh, Rapungi. Rapungi uh, Vice. Oh yeah, Rapungi Vice. Here. Representing Chaos, and then I think that was it. Yeah. So, um, was there four teams or was there three? Hold on. Uh no, it was three. No wait. Oh man, that one's gonna bug me. I think it was just three because that was a I hell of a fucking four. trios. I think it might have been four though, because I think there was two face teams and two heel teams. 
by this time with Bullet Club and Ring of Honor, like Bullet Club had been on Ring of Honor, like they were. Swimming. Yeah, so they pretty much joined up at, in 2014 because okay. AJ Styles had a working relationship with Ring of Honor. Okay, so that's kind of AJ Styles is a person to bridge that gap, yeah. and like that's where you get the young bucks start joining. That's where you start seeing people like um, later on. You no, see Adam it, Cole. Yeah, there was a uh, one more. Oh, I'm sorry. No, you're uh, right. It was Young Bucks. Yep. Uh, Red Dragon, Rapunky Vice, and Matt Sydal and Ricochet. That's goddamn right, because they were representing Tuguchi Japan. Anyways, match was fucking off the goddamn charts. If you've never watched it, yeah. you need to fucking watch it. Yeah. yeah. It was fucking the hottest way to open up a wrestle like a big show ever. Yeah. This was literally 25 minutes of them just going fucking insane. spots. Is this spot, what? spot, spot, spot. Fucking five flying uh, martial arts shit, and then Cody Hall's dumbass gets involved, and fucking. Goes to throw a powerbomb, throw somebody over the ring so they can catch him. He trips and fucking rips his ACL oh as God. he's throwing the powerbomb. He really hit a fucking Kevin Nash. He did a Kevin Nash, so, so he gets this, injured. Was this, like, was this what established, like, Wrestle Kingdom to a Western audience? Yes. Yeah, this I was would say the first this was one. the first Because so before like that, like, before, in, like, 20, because this was 2016. Yeah. Um... In, like, 2015, they had it a little bit because Jeff Jarrett yeah. promoted Wrestle Kingdom and was showing it through G- GFW because it was a partnership. Yeah. So that got a little bit of a Western audience, but this is the one that really This is, like, kicked it off boom. because it was so good. So because, I mean, so, there's so many Western, there's so many Western uh, yeah. wrestlers involved. Mm-hmm. And so, anyways, um, Wrestle Kingdom 10, that match happens. Yeah. It's fantastic. Yeah. Uh, I'm pretty sure Rapongi Vice won that match. No, the Bucks did. The Bucks? They yeah. retained? Yeah. Okay, so the Bucks, re- Bucks this retained. This which is the light heavyweight title, right? This is for the, the junior title. Junior tag, I forget. No, because Red Dragon was the champion of that's the That's right, and Young Bucks won. Yeah. Okay. Okay, so that's their, the first match that Bullet Club was in. Yeah. Then I think the next, then I think the next one was. No, next match was uh, Toyo Yanu. But I'm talking uh, about the next Bullet Club match. Next Bullet Club match was the Never Open Weight Six Man. Yeah, and that was Fale. Fale, Tama, and uh, Yujiro. Yujiro Takashi, and they won, right? Yeah. Yeah. So they won, which is awesome. Then the next yeah. one, I think, was Kenny Omega versus... Uh, Kenny Omega beat... Or, sorry, uh, Kushida beat... Kenny uh, Omega Kenny for the title. For the title. Yeah. And then AJ Styles versus... Shinsuke. Shinsuke Nakamura happened. Which is a hell of a match. Which has... The coolest sequence in a match I still have yet to see beat. The one where, where he shoots him and he AJ Styles shoots Shinsuke Nakamura with the finger guns. Nakamura grabs it, eats it, and just does his little like yeah. his little Elvish jive. Yeah. Thing. yeah, it's so okay. Shinsuke the psychology in that match is insane. He's fucking. This is like prime Shinsuke. <laughs> this is so good. This is King of Strong Style Shinsuke. Yeah, he's so sick. But yeah, even though Shinsuke won, but hey. Shinsuke but the won, match was but... amazing. I mean, the reason he won is because something we'll get to in just a second. But the match was amazing. The psychology in that match was incredible. That match yeah. went, what, 27 minutes? Yeah, yeah I would say close. about close something to Something like that. Yeah. The amount of reversals, the amount of Bumaye knees, now known as the Kinshasa by Nakamura, the amount of Pele kicks from AJ Styles, the amount of moves straight in that match is amazing. It's yeah. It didn't get five stars, but it deserves five stars. It's incredible. Did it not? I thought it got it like 4.75. That's when Uncle Dave was still a little more uh, a choosy with his five stars. Yeah. Speaking That's of before the Okada fucking... Uh, Kenny Dynasty. Yeah, they before they changed the face of pro wrestling. But this is like... This whole period um, is like how you book... Like, if you want to make a faction be a force to be fucking reckoned with, if you want to make a faction good, 
you give them the titles. Yeah. Which, like, is something that I feel like, like, the Undisputed Era fits that perfectly yeah. right now. But it's like, if you want your faction to look dominant, if you want them to represent the brand and be fucking stoked and be like, because I feel like that also, like, inspires the faction itself, too. Well, yeah, you look at work. that, and then you got, on WWE, you got the OC, who's the best tag team in the world, yet for some reason they're not the tag champions or not... They're in the, they're not in the tag scene at all times. And granted, it's and they're and they're match. But yeah, and then they're having losses. And yeah, it's stupid. Viking Raiders are beating jobbers. Today. Yeah, the t- and they're doing squash matches still. The WWE tag team divisions, dude. Like like I said on Twitter last night, follow besides, me at uh, No X Gods. Besides NXT, besides NXT, um, uh, to an extent, not even I mean, NXT. I mean, see, besides uh, Red Dragon's basically the be- Red Dragon. You got Mustache Mountain to an extent. You got NXT UK's tag division, which is okay. But you like, got just all this. But, but like, I mean, in NXT itself, like who, like the Forgotten Sons. The, well, the like, Forgotten Sons are actually starting to become kind of sick, though. NXT they're starting to get a little bit of a push, so they're starting to see like yeah, because who working, else are they gonna push? But instead of them working, I mean, there's like four other tag teams that have been signed that they just haven't like debuted yet. Fuck, yeah, those, yeah, those, yeah those, that's, that's the thing. It's like, like where the, the fuck, fuck are they? Are they? Right. Because like but, so far, all we've seen, like honestly, NXT has been doing. Sorry. Go ahead. NXT has been doing. Too much shit with fucking Champa, Dijak. Well, you also have to remember there. this is what is getting these guys ratings right now. Yeah, yeah, that's they're true, not working a super niche thing like on the network anymore. They're doing stuff yeah. that has to make NXT money, that has to make USA money, and NXT that has live to now, ratings. The quality of the quality of NXT when it was on the network, like when you had more than just this, these two storylines. But like, you also have to remember that they're kind, they're they're trying to match what the WWE is doing. Period. Yeah. So they gotta have these uh, storylines and stuff, and these. I mean, you look at WWE's main roster shows. You look at SmackDown and Raw. Yeah. These have stories that progress over months. Okay. That's what they're doing at NXT, yeah. is to build to an ending conclusion at some point. Okay. And so at that point is when they'll start doing a switch up with the roster, and you'll start seeing guys like Jonah Rock and uh, DJZ, whatever, or Walking Kona Wild. Reeves pulls ratings. Kona Reeves <laughs> needs to go to AEW the and help their roster. finest. Okay, <laughs> anyways, going back, going back to, back to the Club. beat. Yeah, thank you. So, um, AJ Styles is still in charge. AJ Styles lost, uh, didn't win the title from Nakamura at mm-hmm. Wrestle Kingdom. Because... Because he lost. Yeah, well, no, so, that was it. come to find out... Did he get disqualified during that match? No. 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 He just lost. He lost there was no... It was a clean... So, then he lost. So the next day at New Year's Dash, it was Kenny Omega and AJ Styles versus uh, Kushida and Shinsuke Nakamura. Yeah. Shinsuke Nakamura. That was at Corkin, right? Yeah. That oh, was New Year's the, Dash. Whole, the whole thing happened. Yeah, New Year's Dash. And so they lost the match, or they won the match. Mm-hmm. Um, AJ Styles is on the turnbuckle celebrating. Yeah. Kenny Omega snatches him up, hits yeah. him with the one-winged angel. One-winged angel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um... But the Young Bucks come running out, shove Kenny Omega. What are you doing? What the hell? Kenny Omega says something back to them. You can't hear what he says. And they go, all right. Yeah, fair enough. They all turn around, super kick AJ's head off. Yeah. rest of the Bullet Club comes running down. They start talking amongst themselves. And they all decide to put the boots to AJ Styles. Yeah. Kenny Omega grabs a microphone and says, AJ, we've treated you like a star. You've been eating like a star. You, we give you the big matches. We gave you the big money. Well, me, I starved. I starved clawing in the junior division. 
while you were a star. Well, AJ, I am no longer a junior, and you have been fired. Top 10 anime betrayals. <laughs> he cut the most anime-ish promo. It was a very was, anime heel promo. Which was, yeah. how, which was how, at that time, that's how Kenny Omega But Kenny, Okay, so going back a little bit on Kenny Omega. Because he was the cleaner. Kenny Omega's character, when he when became the cleaner. Yeah. When he became, when he turned heel, he became the cleaner. He refused to speak Japanese. He refused to acknowledge Kota Ibushi. He refused to do any of the hokey video game moves that he did when he was a member of the Golden Lovers and just a... Bright, poppy, DDT, baby yeah. face. He stopped doing the fucking fireball bullshit hand thing from Street Fighter. Mm-hmm. He stopped doing the chainsaw on the indies, which uh, is also Hadouken. a great spot. Yeah, yeah the Hadouken. Yeah. He stopped doing that, which which Xavier Woods, who has me blocked, now does. I mean, friend. I wouldn't say he does. He has, he done, has it. done it a couple yeah. times. He doesn't Mine really it. do anything anymore. But they're also, like, legit. They killed like, his they're character. They're, like, legit. Actually, Mine Burgos fucking boy. Shut up. Yeah. <laughs> but anyways. Bryce is just so, mad because we have a great friendship with Xavier Woods. We're going to be on a couple so, episodes of Up, Up, Down, Down. Kenny Omega <laughs> betrayed AJ Styles. Mm-hmm. Rest of the Bullet Club betrayed AJ Styles. Yeah. Kenny Omega cut an amazing promo saying that he's no longer a junior. AJ Styles yeah. has been fired because Bullet Club is like a business. And he says, you have been fired. Yeah. And then he goes, hey, Nakamura, I'm taking your IC title. Crowd pops. And then he says one word in Japanese and then goes, nope, and then goes, good night, shoots his no. gun. Remember, that's when he debuted the Elite. He talks about the Elite because oh, yeah. the they, Young the Bucks. Elite, they, yeah, the Young Bucks the best young tag Buck, in the world. Yeah, because the Young Bucks stayed in the ring after everybody left. Yeah. And then he's like, the Young Bucks and I are the Elite. Know, the elite. So we are the elite of the wrestling world. We rule the world. So yeah. real quick, we're going to break the third wall for a second. Should we leave this episode off at that and pick up with the rest going forward in the next episode? Yes, but or... I want to tell a story first. Okay. Okay, so cool. right after this happened, so the reason that Agent Styles got kicked out is because he signed to the WWE. So it was Doc, a surprise so entrant did... in the Rumble. Yeah, so did Lock, Doc, so did but they, that, But they haven't got, we haven't gotten to the point of them leaving yet. Oh, fair enough. That'll happen in the next episode. Because it was all ru- well, it was all rumored. Yeah, they all got signed night, together, but it was all rumored the night of yeah. Wrestle, Kingdom. Wrestle Kingdom and Shinsuke had been signed yeah, as well. And yes. Shinsuke. So that was when they picked. Is that all they picked up from New Japan? Yeah. Was there more? AJ Shinsuke, uh, and, and the Good Brothers. Brothers. Yeah. So. Um, That's yeah. what I thought. So yeah. So this happened in 2016, and almost directly after this, yeah, the beginning of 2016, me and Berto went to a Ring of Honor show. Literally weeks later. Literally two weeks later. Real quick, you told this story like two weeks ago what yeah, yeah. we've told you've, the story you've told the story on the podcast yeah <laughs> well anyways that show had a lot of members of the of the bullet club so yeah yeah sorry I didn't mean we're that. just mad that we didn't get to AJ Styles and yeah, Bryce yeah AJ Styles was supposed to be on that show I'm sorry I killed your story, you definitely killed all the have, momentum I had you had right you had <laughs> way to kill my story. push you yeah. fucking dick seriously we're ending your push we're taking the title I'm off taking you. you to Wrestlemania bitch we're, pu- we're putting in Zack Ryder's you're gonna be Zack Ryder's tag team partner honestly <laughs> I, w- I just wanna create a, ta- a trios team with me Zack Ryder and Kurt Hawkins I'm actually thinking about starting a trio the major dweebs I'm going to start a trio team where I'm the manager Bro. of both Drew Gulak and Drew McIntyre. We're going to be called Drews. <laughs> <laughs> the Drewson? The Drews. And we're just going to we're gonna fucking... I'm going to cut promos for him. I'll be their manager. The Drewed? We're going to be called... I don't know. The Drewpocalypse. The Drew Mick... The Drew McGulaks. The Drew McGulaks. The Drew McGulaks. That's going to be our... The Hand McGulaksons. I want... I want... Um, I want some factions to start just combining their names. Just names. Just combining all of their first names. So it's like they're shipping each other? Yeah, so the Butcher and the Blade would be like, I don't know, 
And Butcher and the Blade of the Bunny. Andy. I don't know. Like, so like instead Matt, of like spending. Okay, well, this doesn't need to be talked Matt, about on the podcast. This is dumb shit. Matt and Nick Jackson, instead of being called the Young Buck, should be called Nat. Nit. <laughs> should be called Nit. Okay, that's bad. No. Nick okay. Jackson should so, be the Young Buck's new name because that's that a was, combination of their two names. So, that was the first episode of The Bullet Club. Yeah. We'll continue part two. All right. Soon. So, let's talk about what we're into this week. Um, I'm just going to start to give, give an example. Um, something I've been into this week. I watched uh, Raging Bull last night. That was fucking so good. If you haven't watched Raging Bull, check it out. doesn't have to be wrestling related. I was also really into... Um, I really liked the Kabuki Warriors Charlotte match this week. I thought yeah, it was, it was really, really good. There was Super kind of, There was a few botches, but like in a three-person tag match, and like with the Kabuki Warriors, the way they're trying to be, the storyline is... Um, also, I, was fu- I started laughing so hard because... When Charlotte was walking to the ring, Jerry Lawler was being super fucking annoying. True. He was like, she's the queen, she's the queen. He was acting excited. And you heard, like, um, Vic Joseph tried to say one thing. And um, Jerry Lawler said, can't you be quiet? Like, it's the queen. Show respect. And then Vic Joseph whispered something to her that said, it's not that big of a deal, Jerry. Or something similar to that. Like, <laughs> and you could hear it on commentary. Like, he said something to Jerry in, like, a whispered voice. And it made me laugh so fucking hard. So I rewound sick. it twice. Because he whispered something to Jerry that was like, it's not that big of a deal. Like He, was he like, like, broke fucking broke character. character. Yeah, he broke character. And you could tell he was getting annoyed. And then after that, Jerry Lawler stayed quiet for most of the match. I think he was, like, kind of upset about he it. He should be. He's a dork. He, he did a weird... He also did a weird Japanese accent. Yeah. That well, was, did he that really? Was, yeah, that was he super did a awkward. Weird ass accent. That match. That was like almost JR levels of weird. So we put up a poll. Um, if you're listening to this on Monday, there's probably still time to vote for it. Who's worse, Jerry Lawler oh, or JR? Car, so I was flipping you off. They, um, <laughs> one of them needs to retire. Both of Both them, of them please. Need to retire. Jerry, Jerry Lawler. JR still has a good wrestling knowledge of mind. wrestling, so he should work as a producer, not as commentary. No. He is garbage he on commentary. Do, not, I wouldn't management. say producer. I would say, if anything, more just like talent relations. Talent relations. Anything. Yeah. Any backstage role would suit JR so much better. Excalibur needs to work with somebody. So we can feed off like when the Dustin when Dustin Rhodes was yeah. doing it for Dark. Yeah. They fed off of each other a fucking amazingly. It sounded like a PWG show. Speaking of AEW Dark, Nyla Rose was not good at commentary at all. No, yeah. and Nyla Rose in the match that she had on him or uh, on Dynamite was fucking garbage. Yeah. yeah. Nyla I, Rose I, I is like a watched the beginning of it and then I wrestler. switched to NXT because it was there's, that bad. There's just one more thing for my what I'm into as far as this match goes. I want to bring up one more thing about Jerry Lawler. He had the weirdest fucking exchange with Samoa Joe also. During the... There was a match later in Raw that was a three-man tag. The OC versus... Um, Six-man tag, sorry. OC versus Humberto Carrillo, Ricochet, and... Uh, Randy Orton. Uh, no. Yeah. Uh, Rey Mysterio. Rey Mysterio, oh, yeah, 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 you're right. They're right. doing like a weird high flyers thing. Yeah. yeah. It was a hell of a match, though. Yeah. Humberto Carrillo is incredible. But um, Jerry Lawler said something super fucking weird. So Vic Joseph asked him, he's like, if you were a rookie and you were in this position, how would you do? And Jerry Lawler's trying to be too, too much of a... Um, too much of a fucking heel. Yeah. He's like, I don't know. He's like, how would I know? And he's like, well, I'm just saying, like, if you were a rookie, like, what would you have done? He's like, I don't know. And Samoa Joe fucking saved it because Samoa Joe was like, he just jumped in. He's like, I would be scared. And like Jerry Lawler was trying to be dumb. And he's like, I would prepare to lose. I'd be just worrying about how I'm gonna lose to this match. Yeah. He's a fucking dork. But that's what I'm into is Shout Charlotte's to match Samoa Joe also because he's raging bull. Yeah. 
Also, sorry, Dio Madden. Didn't you watch? Uh, Wait, why Bible sorry, Dio Madden? He is no longer um, on commentary. On commentary. Yeah, but that's not that big of a deal. It's not like him. he was all that great, anyways. He could have been good. Wait, though. is he? Has he been released from? Uh, he's, no, he's, he's done with he, commentary. He's done with, he's done with commentary. He's going they're, back to wrestle. They're booking. Did you not see that? No. They are going to book him to beat Brock Lesnar at wrestle. No, he's yeah. going to be the next Booker T. Just watch. Oh no. Honestly, they could book him to. He as looks long as like Samoa book, Joe doesn't he genuinely stay on looks like just like a like a great value fucking Booker T. Pretty in much, except like eight inches taller. Dude, he's a monster. He's a big guy. Booker T was like six five though. He's like six eight. Yeah. But also, if you think Booker about T it, they already three. booked him the wrong way oh, because yeah. he because uh, he's already eaten in F five and it fucking ended his fucking I know, career basically. That's, yeah. that's what I'm saying. If he stays away. And, like, he's training and, like, he comes back as, like, a fucking... Get him on the fucking juice, brother. You get him fucking ripped to shit. Oh, yeah. Another like, big guy that can't fucking work. Great. No, I'm saying... Are they going to keep his deal mad a name? Or are they going to go back to, uh, what is it, Brandon Williams? Williams or something I like that? If they de- re-debuted him, I don't see why they... Like, you know him as Dio. Yeah, like, I think already... it's probably going to be Dio now that he's not on commentary. I just hope it doesn't lead to uh, Smojo staying on commentary way too long. Because the mojo but he also has a broken wrist. Yeah, it? which is going to be... Also, first off, fuck you, Brad Shepard, you fucking dork motherfucker. Okay, this is what I'm into this week. Okay. okay. He's into shitting first Brad Shepard. Brad Shepard <laughs> has an issue with women wrestling. Okay. The reason Brad Shepard has an issue with women wrestling is because he was trying to buy naked pictures of a wrestler who ended up fucking... Dragging him on Twitter, and so he has some vendetta against women wrestling. Who was it? I, it was Jordan Grace. Oh, he was trying to buy news off Jordan Grace. Yeah. So and I. she was like, anyway, so hold on, shut up for a minute. I need to, I need to do this. Let him vent. I need to do this. He needs his moment. Kay. You fucking killed his thunder. <laughs> you killed my thunder earlier, so now you need to shut up for a minute. <laughs> but um, shut up, Jerry. So Respect. Brad Shepard is a piece of shit, and he rides his own dick so hard that it makes me matter than I've ever been in my life. He is so obsessed with the fact that he quote-unquote reported that Samoa Joe was going to be out until the end of 2019. Where literally the night before that Brad tweeted that, Samoa Joe on uh, WWE Backstage or whatever it's called, mm-hmm. that show on FS1, Samoa Joe was the guest that night. And Renee said, hey, Samoa Joe, how long until you're back in the ring wrestling? Samoa Joe goes, oh, I have an evaluation at the end of 2019. Great, awesome. Brad Shepard's dumb fucking piece of shit ass. The next day tweets, My WWE inside sources say that Samoa Joe will be examined at the end of 2019. Is your insider Samoa Joe? Is your inside access fucking backstage, you fucking idiot? Um, who does Brad Shepard write for? Who is Brad Shepard? Fuck Brad Shepard. You can tell them. I don't He's want on- to. He writes for... I don't remember the name of the site, even. He writes for... Is it... It's not Fightful. No, it's Pro Wrestling... Uh, it's not Sheet. No, I think it's Pro Wrestling Index. Okay. He writes for... A and then he has something called, like, Inside the Ropes, and he has a piece of shit Patreon-only podcast called, Oh, You Didn't Know? And he expects people to pay money for him to talk about his premium subscription he has to the Observer. Yeah, he's a fucking... He literally player. just pulls the exact same shit that Uncle Dave says... And then repurposes it. It's the exact same thing. And then he talks shit on Dave Meltzer. Dave Meltzer, along with Ryan Satin, are literally the only, like, credible backstage inside sources. Well, I thought you were going to shit on, uh... I thought you were going to shit on, like, Ryan Satin. No, Ryan's too. my boy. I love Ryan Satin. And I love Uncle Dave. I mean, I've tweeted that picture of me a billion times. Hell yeah. 
But fuck you, Brad Shepard. I will fight you one day, you fucking dork. Jim Cornette, I'm coming for you, motherfucker. And so that's <laughs> what I've been into this week, so I'm done ranting. All right. Birdo, what do you do this week? Uh, into this week, I have been listening to a lot of Never Ending Game because they're <laughs> fucking sick. They're so sick. God so forgives, Please but NEG don't. Shut the fuck up, Bryson. <laughs> I, I heard you fucking rant for like 10 Country minutes only. straight. It's what he's into. <laughs> it's what I'm into. Just because you listen to fucking Country and podcasts doesn't mean shit to me. Hell yeah, brother. He's, yeah, he's country's almost, garbage. You literally cannot tell me otherwise. He's almost there. Drew loves country no shoes, Except so. for one song, and guess what? It's a fucking country song in Spanish. You and Drew, me and Drew like country, so I'm you're the minority here. I'm currently wearing a Coulter Wall hat that says Saskatchewan Song of the Plains Country Western. Um, yeah, and you look like you fucking own a bullet bike. And Orville Peck is so sick. No, I, he's not. I he's made a mistake. He's, he's not that great. I made I like a mistake. It. I shaved my face sick. this week, and I kept a goatee. Same. I shaved my face. I don't want to have a beard. Yeah. I'm really upset about it. I shaved my... I have a Drew currently has a, a mustache. Yeah. Next week, I'll have a mustache. And he's wearing and a fucking mustache. trucker hat. It looks like a fucking... And wearing a Carhartt like shirt. Like 2001 Von Dutch hat. <laughs> I'm wearing a Carhartt shirt because it's the only shirt to fit me. Khaki pants. Khaki pants because... Drew is experiencing every year of hardcore since 2010 right now. No? The, who, yeah, yeah. Who would wear trucker hats? 2010 all the time, dude. When? 2010. Dude, I no way. Oh, yeah. Tour. Fuck you. Anyway. No, I don't say who in Warp Tour would fucking wear trucker hats? Everybody. Who is everybody? I look like All the I'm kids. geared up. I look like I'm geared Bryson, up. Bryson, I think you were out of touch. Probably. <laughs> but he's wearing khaki. That was the whole, like, 2012 stick to your guns phase. Carhartt was when everybody started listening to, like, fucking Cruel Hand. Okay, so here's the deal. I'm going to defend myself for a second. Go on. Just for the podcast. Just because you both cut me off, I'm just like, fuck you guys. Just talk. <laughs> I thought was talking about what he's into this week. Yeah, so fuck you guys for not <laughs> paying attention to my interests. But go, Berto, on. go ahead and finish but go, first. But no, go on. Go on, Drew. Go ahead. No, it's okay. Berto, you, have, you, have a, you have a thought? Go ahead and fucking no, continue. Never mind. Never mind. Yeah. No thoughts. No thoughts? I was going to defend my fashion choices, but we're not going to talk about it. Yeah. Well, I mean, what is there to defend? Literally well, nothing. Here's the thing. Just because you're I'm, tall and you can't find anything to wear. I, I'm a goofy mape. I'm, I'm not made for most clothes. A mape? What does that I'm mean? I'm a goofy mape. Can, can we just, like, finish this podcast up? I'm not made for normal clothes. <laughs> I wear a size 15 shoe. I'm six foot five. I have very long legs and I'm a slender person. And it's hard for me to find clothes that fit. Fucking Which is why I wear the clothes. Which is why oh, I'm wearing the clothes. I'm tall and handsome and I look good. Dude, I've been ugly since birth. Ugly <laughs> till I die. Thank you all. Birdo. What are you into? Final thoughts. Besides U-L-G-Y till you die, dude. Dude, <laughs> ugly till I die. In the words of ugly God, rep that little dick click. Now, Birdo, what are you into? Dude, this is going to be the, the most anticlimactic fucking finish of this podcast. What else Because I was just listening to hardcore and then fucking watching Disney+. Plus. Birdo is currently wearing a King 9 shirt, too. Dude, because so, King Nine is so. A King Nine jersey over a hoodie. Yeah, because King Nine is so. Birdo is rocking that 2008 I think, shit. I am Sick. putting Birdo on a gang. The only thing Birdo's missing. The only thing Birdo's missing is a flat brimmed backwards uh, baseball hat. Nah, With that being said. Birdo loves Brad Shepard. Thank you all so much for listening to <laughs> Lo Ringo Bernables. Um, Brad Shepard could eat my entire fucking ass twice. True. We're gonna go bowling. Goodbye.